Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your high priestess for this evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I am on my second glass of wine, so that's probably why I'm okay. doing so good. So earlier tonight, guys, Monica and I and, and Ricky, just the whole trio of Wine, Spirits, and Witches here, we decided to go out on a little pizza date. And Monica took us to this really awesome place called Angelinos. Yes, Angeline, I, I, Angelinos something, but Angelinos. It's in North Hollywood. So those of you in La- Los Angeles, it's really awesome. It's on like Lancashire and War Park. And of course, fucking Monica takes me to the restaurant first off with kick-ass pizza. Like, really good pizza. But the whole time, the chef comes out, and he's, like, walking around to certain tables, talking to the people really loudly, in fucking Italian, with his hands. It's, like, full-on, like, Italian fucking sign language. Like, I think his hands were doing more of the talking than his mouth. Yeah, it was pretty cool, though. It really was. It was really cool. And I'm like, of course, like, the one time Monica chooses the restaurant, she fucking nails it. Of course, because I have to get that good pizza. And that is the closest I've come and found to New York pizza. It was really good. You could fold it. It was foldable. Yes. So it was, like, it was juicy. On, on a vagina rating here, how close is this to vagina pizza? Nine. Nine? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty damn good. Pretty good, All huh? Right. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was amazing. I'm definitely going to be going back there. Absolutely. I, I hope that chef is there every time just so I can watch him <laughs> talk, and talk and fling his hands around. Yes, right? it was amazing. Passionate. passionate. It could have been like slightly dangerous if you got a little too close to him. Like he could have like fucking taking you out yeah seriously oh my god that was hysterical it was it was really good so so far i think that's definitely been the best pizza that was really nice and i just like really loved it it really motivated me to learn how to speak italian and since all of you poor souls out there have listened to my dumb ass try and pronounce stuff we know that that's going to be a challenge yeah but it's a good challenge it's, it's good it's a good challenge motivation motivation yes what are you drinking tonight madam Tonight I'm drinking my Harvey's Bristol Cream because it is delicious and wonderful. And what, okay, so the first time that you told me Harvey's Bristol Cream, I was expecting some kind of Bailey's something. Nope, nope, it's a sherry and it's from England and it's a very high class sherry. So um, yeah, it's been around for a really long time. It tastes really good. I know, there's no creamy about it. I guess, no. I guess they meant cream because it's smooth goes down smooth maybe yeah it does go down smooth yeah it goes down smooth you gave ricky and i some once when the three of us were hanging out you hand us fucking shot glasses of it and the second we put it to our lips you're like don't shoot it after we like basically (laughs) already shot it it's a sipping it's a sipping kind of sherry yeah that would have been nice to know yeah yeah yeah, sure daylight dollar short it was shot but it was still delicious um i i i really like it and i think um I think this is the first sherry I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why, but in my head, I thought that sherry, I guess because every time, like when I was little, my grandma kept like the cooking sherry next to like the vinegar. So my brain always said that sherry was like some kind of like really harsh, like sour mm. kind of liquor. So I was really surprised. Yeah, it's a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. It's very good. So. I actually really like that. It's got Good. flavor. It has a bite. Yes. Monica's drinking something other than fucking Rolling Rock. Will you yes. look at that? Yep. In my new wine glass. Our wine glasses are awesome. They I had to buy good. them. I found them this week, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is what we just what we need." 
So Monica says double double toil and trouble truth serum uh-huh. with like drippy blood and spooky spiders, spiders yep. and fangs, which I fucking love. Uh, and a bottle of wine. Yes. Because we are keeping the wine spirits and witches and Halloween going all fucking year round. Absolutely. And then mine says, my broomstick runs on wine. I loved that one. Because it fucking does. (laughs) And I'm also, I've just kind of developed this obsession with broomsticks. So this was, I don't, I don't know why that is. I never really cared about brooms before. Not that I didn't care about them. Like they were cool, but it was never one of those things that like I really enjoyed or appreciated. And now like. I, I all of a sudden become a broom hoarder, like mm. in the blink of an eye. Right, right. I'm not ashamed of it. I fucking love it. Like, I love my brooms. Bring too. them on. Yes, absolutely. And my broomstick does run on wine. Thank you very much. There you go. What are you drinking, girlfriend? I am not drinking White Claw for once. I am drinking Old Moon. Okay. It's a Zinfandel from Trader Joe's, and it's actually like. A Trader Joe's brand. So, from oh. my understanding, there's actually a winery called Trader Moon, and it's where Trader Joe's like produces okay all of these. Um, I've had their Velvet Moon before, which is a little sweeter, and I really liked that one. Oh. Old Moon, not so much. Now, it's a Trader Joe's wine, so it's like they're good, but they're cheap, you know. Okay. So it is a cheap wine, and it does kind of ch- taste like a cheap wine. It's it's sweet, but it has that like tannic kind of bite to it that makes you a little thirsty and um i'm looking at the back of the bottle right now because one thing that i thought was interesting was that like when i was reading like the little sign for it at the store is that it talked about like having flavors of like blackberries and plums in it but then it also talked about chocolate oh now if I'm being honest, I don't know why I ever, like, critique this or read, like, what's in the wine because I'm never sure if I really taste the, the flavors. Yeah. I have had some, like, I can taste the spiciness in it or the cinnamon and stuff. This definitely has that blackberry wine taste. It does. Um, but it's not my favorite. I was going to be mean and make you drink some, mm. but I don't want to 100% break your trust, only, like, 80% break your trust. So I'm going to wait for a little bit better of a bottle before I do this. Okay. Yeah, I'll stick to my Harvey's. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So it was interesting though, because so I, Ricky and I ran to Trader Joe's the other night to get some like flowers and a bottle of wine. It was his boss's birthday. And I told myself, because we had just gotten back from a trip, we're going on another trip next month. So I'm like, we got to like now tighten our belt, make sure that we're doing everything according to our budget for the trips, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but I spent like $130 on wine. Oh my God. This show is like slowly making me a wine hoarder because like, and I don't fully understand like i'm still learning about wine so most of it is purely based off the label right (laughs) like the wine that we bought his boss we're like hey that one has a guy riding a chicken while the house is on fire (laughs) we'll get her that one she's got chickens oh my god that's so funny yeah so that's kind of like where my like it's going it goes so like i have a couple bottles that like i'm starting to slowly try and save i don't know if that's really gonna happen because what could happen is i'm gonna go i want wine and and then i'm gonna just yeah. yeah But I did get some kind of cool ones, and I got an exciting one for the show that we will save for a special occasion. Okay. Um, it's called, I think the brand, if I remember correctly, is called Leaping Stag, and it has this picture of a beautiful like deer on it, and I think he's got like vines or something on his antlers, but this particular bottle is called Artemis. Oh, wow. And so it has a drawing of Artemis on it as well, so I thought that was really cool to find like... Just a straight out witchy wine. I was excited about that. There's a wine called May Wine. 
like Beltane May wine? Is yeah, that what yeah, May that? wine. It's Never called May wine, and I think it's a picture of, of people dancing around the maypole. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so you have to look for that. I'll have to look for that. There is another wine, too, that's really rad that I feel has come out more recently, or at least I've noticed it more recently, and it's called Prophecy. Uh-huh. That's, like, the name of the brand. And then, like, you know, they've got – I've seen their white, I've seen their red, and I've seen a rosé from them. And the cool thing is is that they're all tarot cards. Oh, wow, that's really cool. And at first I thought it was just kind of, like, a little innuendo that's implied there, like um, our coven sister, the coven sister. Yes. Um, she brought a bottle to our Yule ritual, and it was the Fool. Ah, and I was looking at the white bottle that I have, and it's the High Priestess tarot card. And, you know, you can tell because if you look at most traditional depictions or things that are based off the traditional depictions of the High Priestess tarot card, she has pomegranates on her cape or is, like, holding a pomegranate. Wow. And she's standing between two pillars, one black and one white. Right. And this is on the label, so it's, like, legit giving those nods to the tarot. And then I actually looked and... The, that wine itself is actually called the High Priestess. Oh, wow. So it's super cool and that super witchy. Cool. Yeah. Between this podcast and then all these witchy wines that are coming out, I think I need a wine cellar. Oh. I think that needs to happen. I'm just going to have to evict all of Ricky's shit out of the closet, and that half is just going to be the new wine cellar. That's what's happening. It's for work purposes. Or start it's gonna, digging. Start digging, yeah, start Ricky. Digging it. Yeah. <laughs> start digging in the yard, man. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to put the wine cellar in that hole or your belongings, but <laughs> one of the two will happen. We're going to just, we're going to have a wine cellar. There you go. That's what grownups do, right? <laughs> your choice, right? Yeah. See, you have options. Um, one thing I wanted to do, because we're, we're doing our Ask Australia today. Yes. And I thought it'd be kind of cool because I think it's really easy when you live the magical life. It's kind of easy to, like, forget about those magical subtleties or the things that happen. And you just kind of, because it becomes part of your normal life. Because you, you live that magical life every day. It's just, like, weird shit happens to you and that's normal. So I thought we could kind of, just during our Ask Australia episodes, recap like something really magical or really spooky or something just kind of abnormal that's happened to us throughout the month. Mm-hmm. What is your your spookiness for oh. the month for me? Okay, well, the other day I was coming back from my daughter's house and it was late at night. It was about ten o'clock at night, and she lived on this. She lived down the street and around the corner, basically about a mile, two miles away from me. So I was coming home driving. And I pass the cemetery, and I come around the curb, and I swear I see someone on a skateboard in black, like, skating randomly in front of my car. And I, like, step on my brakes, and I look around, and there was no one. And I was like, I fucking saw somebody. I saw a guy on a skateboard. That is so freaking cool. I was so creepy. I was like, I just saw that. That's fucking crazy. I think what would worry me is because you're driving, like... I, I've seen things like when I'm driving and that's fucking scary. It is scary. It is scary. Yeah. It is because uh, I've seen so many, I've seen many things like that in, on the road many times. You know what I've seen? And it's not often. And I haven't seen this like recently at all, like maybe like two years ago or so, but I think two or three times now I've seen someone fucking standing on the side of the freeway. Uh-huh. And it's just the like creepiest thing. But then you look back and they're not there. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what's creepier, a hitchhiker or a, a ghost. ghost hitchhiker, a ghost hitchhiker. My that's, God. that's creepy when that happens, though. Yeah, yeah. So my thing for the month, it's not a witchy thing. It's a, it's a, 
I I don't know. Like, uh, my shit's getting lost in other dimensions, witchy thing. Oh, yeah. So I was hanging out at home, and I was stitching together poppets, or what a lot of people know of as voodoo dolls. And my friend and I are creating them. So I've, I've mentioned my show that I work for, and I help produce Bell Book and Candle. That's my burlesque show. And one of my jobs for it is I make all of the witchy goodies for the VIP guests every month. And the challenge is to make something new. So my friend and I have gotten together, and we've started to make some cool little crafts. And so we made poppets, and we were going to stuff them with different, like, soap with herbs in them for, like, different things. Mm-hmm. So I knew she was coming over with the soap, and we are going to finish them. So I was, like, stitching some of the outlines of some of the poppets, and she had sent me a message and said, hey, I'm on my way. And then a couple minutes later, I hear her knocking on my door. And I thought it was weird because the dogs didn't bark, and, you know, like, little tiny yappy dogs, that's all they do. And so I get up. And my screen door is wide open, which is always, like, religiously locked. And she's not there. Mm. And so I, I was... Exactly. I wasn't sure. I'm like, is it a ghost or a serial killer? I listen to too much fucking true crime. So I locked it. I, like, checked the house for, you know, burglars or Richard Ramirez or what have you. Everything was fine. And then I realized I don't know what happened to that poppet I was working on. Like, I don't know if it was in my hand when I went to the door. I put it down, but it's it's fucking gone. I have checked huh? everywhere, mm. and it's gone. Wow. That's I, that's happened to me many, many times, too, in the past. Not with a poppet, with different other things, but... My first... but Well, really not my first go-to, but I actually am inclined to think that this might be it, and a lot of people's first go-to is fairies. Yes. Because yes. fairies steal your shit. Yeah, they do. So I am going to leave them, and where it's the full moon, so I right. am going to go leave them a little offering, and I don't have any cream, and I don't know how they feel about almond milk. I think that might be cheating. But I do have honey, and I've got glitter. I know they like honey and sparkly stuff. Yeah, but don't put the honey with the glitter. No, I was just no, going to no. leave like two little like separate bowls and be like, can I please have my stuff back? <laughs> yeah. Would it be bad if I gave them a present and was like, can I can I have my stuff back, and can you get the fuck out of my house? Mm. I, I'm like, I like... I'm trying to grow a garden for you guys. Go play yeah, out there. Go play in the wild garden. Yeah. That's where you belong. Yeah. Exactly. So then the other weird thing, though, because, again, all my shit's just getting lost in some kind of weird time warp, is the next morning I woke up, and I felt like it was really early in the morning. I'm like, oh, I wonder what time it is. And I roll over, and I get my phone, and it says that it's, like, 735. So I'm like, all right, well, it's, it's time to wake up. So I lean over the bed because my darling Ricky always leaves coffee for me. And so I roll over and I grab my coffee and I, I get up and I take a sip and it's like only like lukewarm, which I thought was weird because he had probably just poured it and left for work. I'm like, why isn't this hot? I'm like, whatever. So I grab my phone, just like, you know, open my phone and scroll through it. And my phone says that it's 843. Wow. So I lost like an hour of time in like a couple minutes and I can't fucking figure out where you were. Yeah. Like the only thing I can think of is. Maybe I was dreaming that I checked my phone. Maybe. Like, it sounds logical. Yeah, like to take it from a logical thing, maybe I dreamt that I checked the time, but it felt really real. I'm going to just say that there's fairies in my house and I've been abducted and I'm probably just a changeling. Oh, man. Sounds more realistic. All right. Sounds more <laughs> realistic for sure. Hey, yeah. So what are we doing tonight, girl? Tonight we have our Ask Estrega episode and... I'm actually really excited because not only do we have some really cool questions that have been submitted to us, but we have um, a story and a message from somebody that's going to get shared as well, which is super exciting. That's great. I'm going to start us off with a question. Okay. And this one is, um, 
I'm just going to read off the message that he sent us. And I think both of us have talked to this guy before and he's super sweet and he's super cool. So it says, I just recently started practicing witchcraft because of you and Monica. I'm 14 and my mom is super supportive. She's even asked me if I want to take tarot classes. I'm a huge fan and I love playing D. I love playing D and D meaning dungeons and dragons. But I feel like as a witch, people will take me less seriously. Do you think it makes me less of a witch because I play D&D? From Connor, age 14. What Absolutely do you think? Absolutely not. It does not make you less than less than a witch. And don't care what other people say about who you are. I think it, it enhances uh, his own personal experience when he plays the game. Because there's a lot of witchcraft and, um, you know, medieval type. Stuff, in, stuff there. in there. Yeah, you're yeah. a resident nerd, so you you would be the one that gets to chime in on this well, one. I mean, you got you know your barbarians, you know, archers, you know, wizards, mystics of sorts. So. Didn't you have a game that you played where your character was um, like Morgana? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that it wasn't D and D, but I think that a lot of video games do have like mystical like undernotes and connotations with references to deities and stuff i think there was some other video game you played where you basically like the character looked like baron somedy that one's dota yeah okay and then the other one was league of legends yeah nerd dota has like zeus it's got like centaurs and shit yeah so yeah. see it's got the magical it's fine. it has a magical edge to it don't worry about it yeah you know and don't you know what you stand you stand up for who you are and don't care what other people say because in the long when push comes to shove later on in life it's not going to matter you're going to know who you are and you're going to be proud of it and you're going to stand strong in it exactly and honestly like if you're 14 and you're you're starting your path as a witch now that means that as you get a little bit older and other people are coming into their like witchiness like you're going to already be a little bit more well-rounded and knowledge yeah and be well more just ready to go so i wouldn't worry about it but honestly like first of all i have to say that most witches are giant nerds i know a lot of them that are super into sci-fi they're super into fantasy i personally am a huge harry potter nerd and a lord of the rings nerd back when i was 14 i actually tried to learn how to speak elvish Mm. i probably learned more elvish in my like stint as a lord of the rings nerd than i ever did in my three years of spanish class (laughs) so there's that but honestly with that said though I think it's important to understand that there is a difference between the two, which I feel like is just, I don't feel like Connor needs to like be explained that because I feel like he knows because like we've messaged with him before on Instagram. So he knows that there's a difference, but for everybody out there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a fan of the fantasy stuff. But if you're worried about what other witches think of you, first of all, fuck them and what they think of you, honestly. But as long as, you know the difference between Hogwarts and a regular witch class, like you're fine, and other people will start to realize that as well. So even like as you come in, like you're excited about D and D or Lord of the Rings or any of that stuff, like people are gonna talk to you and they'll talk to you not just about that, but they're gonna talk to you about witchcraft and things and start to realize like you are willing to put in that work to grow magically and people are gonna warm up to you. So 
I wouldn't worry about that. And I think eventually you're going to find people of like mind to to be with uh, birds of a feather flock together and you will find your crowd. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? So it may take some time, but you will find the right people. Absolutely. Of like mind for sure. I remember when my cousin and I would go and after school, we would walk over to the witch store. Um, and most of the time, your daughter was the one that was behind the counter. We'd yeah. bug her. But once in a while, there was this other like older lady that was real short that would be there. And she always would ask us like if we like different like witchy movies. And if we said yes, then she would like get all weird with us and be like, that's not witchcraft. Oh, wow. And it's like, yeah, I know that, but I still really fucking like practical magic because Sandra Bullock's the shit. Like, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's fine. And, you know, a word of advice, don't be going telling everybody you're a witch. I mean, if you don't want to get, you know, because let's face it, most of the people out there are not uh, metaphysically or witch-inclined or pagan-friendly. So you want to kind of keep it to yourself because you know who you are. That's all that matters. And like I said, as you get older and more evolved... You know, you're going to meet the right people. Yeah. And it's, you know, like the right people, they come forward and stuff. And, you know, I was weird and witchy in middle school and high school. And it wasn't, I don't feel like at the time it was something that I was as open about as I am now. But right. I mean, I was always that weird kid, you yeah. know? Yeah, me but, too. Like, the other witchy people found me, though. You yeah, know? there you go. Yeah, so I mean, you'll, you'll if find there's each a other. store in your, I don't know where you're from, but if there's a store in your area, you know, that has classes or. Just to go visit and be with people of like mind, that could be helpful to your spirit, basically. Absolutely. And I just have to say, like, props to your mom for being so supportive. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Connor's yeah. mom for being supportive. Yes, go Connor's mom. That's awesome. And totally start taking tarot classes and do all that. You're yes, do everything. Knowledge it. is power, baby. Yep. So our next one is actually a story that has been submitted to us. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I need to get my eyes checked. Okay. <laughs> says hey your friendly psychic gingerbread man here to relate to your last episode on psychic development when i was about 15 or 16 i started developing clairgustance and clairalliance clairalliance i know i'm saying all this wrong i'm sorry guys um when i was in the car with two great aunts and my grandmother it was in the fall in northern california and we were in the car driving from one craft fair to another when suddenly i smelled and tasted the juiciest the juiciest ripest of watermelons there were no watermelon fields around all the crops had already been taken for for the season and they hadn't grown watermelons in the area where we were driving anyway no one in the car had anything watermelon-scented, flavored, nor anyone could think of anything watermelon at that time. Yes, I asked everyone, and they thought I was daydreaming. Mm -hmm. After about two hours, we arrived back to my aunt's house, where my cousin and my great-grandma had purchased a very juicy melon that they had just cut two hours before while I was in a completely different part of the county. After that incident, those two clairs have developed to the point that I can look at a dish while I'm cooking or baking and ask what needs to be added, and I'll suddenly taste or smell what's lacking in the dish. That's awesome. Isn't that fucking cool? That's very cool. I wish I could do that when I'm mm, cooking. That would be a very good asset to have. That'll be my our new psychic development okay. game. <laughs> yeah, right. Just purposely like withhold the basil or the garlic from the sauce and be like, what's missing? You only get a look at it. Right, right. You can just look <laughs> at it and and sense it yeah crazy very good thank you for that story yes thank you uh friendly psychic gingerbread man yes we appreciate that we do okay 
Next question. Okay. This person is trying to have a baby and wants to know what they can be doing to help boost their fertility. Okay. You want to start with that one? Because I'm going to give my own method to my madness on that. And it's not very magical, but it's practical. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. I'm honest. And t- like, wear a top hat and yeah. do yoga. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Okay, so going from a magical standpoint, my go-to as far as crystals go or anything, my first thing is always moonstone. It's a really wonderful stone for just connecting to that goddess part of yourself, the femininity, motherhood. So that is a really good one. And carnelian is actually a really good fertility stone as well. Okay. The other thing I like about carnelian is that it boosts like your sense of humor and your happiness and all of those things. And I think when you're trying to conceive a baby, it's really easy to just focus on whether or not you're pregnant and a watch pot never boils. So you need something to make you lighten up. So carnelian can do that kind of nicely. Okay. Um, I was looking around and digging and there is some Chinese lore and I did find these two spells and I kind of mashed them together with a couple other things, but I did find these from the encyclopedia of 5,000 spells from Judica Isles. Okay. And in one like Chinese legend that I found, it says that if you made love on top on a bed that had chestnuts and dates on it, it is supposed to help with fertility. Oh wow! And another one said that you would throw gold and silver coins on a marital bed to ensure conception. Hmm. So I thought those were kind of interesting. I also thought it would probably be really, really uncomfortable to do the horizontal limbo on top of dates and nuts and money yes so i started thinking about it and if we looked at that and i also think and i've always heard that peach pits yeah are good i heard for that fertility. too yes carrying a peach pit, pit with you right yeah if you carry peach pit with you um it's supposed to help with fertility but also i always think of eggs as a very fertile food yes And so this is what I kind of came up with to mix in a little bit with what we saw here. Instead of throwing anything on your bed, we're going to make a mojo bag. Because you can take this bag and you can either put it underneath your bed or hang it above the bed. I think putting it underneath is probably going to be a little bit less conspicuous. But I think hanging it above your bed, you'll you'll be able to see it and be reminded of it. Mm -hmm. And so you can take the dates, like dried dates... Uh, chestnuts, one gold coin, one silver coin. I think it might be kind of hard to come up with gold coins these days. So I'm thinking that you could probably just use like one of each of the, of the four coins. You know, you got your quarter, your dime, your nickel, your penny. Throw that in there. Okay. With the peach pit and dried eggshells. Okay. The trick is that you and your partner have to have shared the peach and the egg. Ah. And so you keep that together under your bed or above your bed in your mojo bag. And then once your goal has been achieved and you have conceived you can go to a tree that calls to you or a body of water and you can give the the mojo bag back to the earth with an offering as a thank you for the job that it's done great that's good i'm going to give you a real practical way to do this um this is the italian method okay guys the first thing i want you to do is get a bottle of wine drink some wine i want you to be really happy and giddy and and relaxed that's the most important thing because i've noticed and i've seen it millions of times out there when someone wants a baby so bad they just can't get pregnant because they're so tense and they're so focused on making that baby it just doesn't happen because your body is not relaxed right so you're going to drink some wine maybe go away for the weekend you know go away have a good time just laugh because you want to make this baby out of love you know and, and goodness not 
out of stress. Yeah. And then you're going to do it the Italian way. And what do I mean by this? With spaghetti have, sauce? No, <laughs> not spaghetti sauce. You're going to have your man hold your legs over your head while you're doing the dirty deed. This will help you conceive a child. Okay, uh, so I've heard different things where like different positions will help you nope, conceive this a certain is the one. This is just this is just to get a baby. Doesn't matter, boy or girl. No, it doesn't matter, boy. Or girl. Oh shit! What was that? Something I don't fe- know. It's, it's the cork. Oops. Okay, cork all right, goes. it's all right. Nothing fell. Nothing's broken. Thank the you. ghosts are excited. They're doing it the Italian method there right now. Don't you hear it? Bang, bang, boom. Yang, bang, get a boom. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so yes. So what happens? Why this works so well is because it tips your uterus so the sperm can get in quicker. Ah, there's a method. There's a reason for it. Try it. Let me know how it works, guys. All right, there we go. We're gonna get we're gonna get pictures of, of babies <laughs> in like ten months, and you're gonna be like, "Yes, I helped." The Italian <laughs> method. The Italian method. Yes, indeed. Oy bay. Uh huh. Okay, so our next one. I like that the Italian method. I didn't know that the Italian method was just putting your legs over your head. So basically, take some yoga classes or contortion classes. Stretch your man. Just fucking twist your ass into a pretzel. Right, and <laughs> drink that wine so you're nice and relaxed. Yep. I like that part, though. Like, honestly, I think a lot of it is, like, people get so stressed out. Yes, they do. And you know, how many times have you heard people have been trying to have a baby? They're trying, they're trying, they're trying, they're going crazy, they're stressing, they're taking their temperature, they're ovulating, let's do it now. I mean, that's not the way to do it. And then they give up, they go adopt a baby, and then a month later they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because they're relaxed. They're not no longer stressing about conceiving a child. Honestly, I have legit heard that one of my friends so many in high times. school, yeah. him and his brother, I think were like, four or like six months apart because they adopted his brother and once that whole process had started she she found out she was pregnant exactly yep exactly yep switching gears from baby magic okay this is um an email that has been sent into us and this says mary meet shauna and monica i absolutely love your podcast and i've learned so much already thank you you're welcome thank you thank you for sharing with us just already and you are absolutely welcome give me an excuse to drink wine all week and go to trader joe's and buy a bunch more bottles there you go (laughs) two questions backstory years ago when i was very attuned to my energy and could shape it change it give it to people take it back make huge protection bubbles etc something happened one night when i was playing with the energy that scared the crap out of me and i ended up closing myself off closing off that part of me fast forward to now I'm beginning to study Wicca and witchcraft seriously, and I'm having an extremely hard time to try and tap back into that natural ability that I had. My first question is, is it possible or have you heard of someone accidentally binding themselves out of fear from their magic or ability? Well, you know, the key word right there is fear. So what I want to tell you is when you walk through your fear and you look back, it's not going to be half as bad as what you think it is. So... I think you have to do some kind of a ritual to like release your fears and you can do that by writing it down on a piece of paper and burning it on a candle, writing it down and burying it in the earth, writing it down and and send it off in some water. You got to release your fears. As soon as you release your fears, you're going to be opening up so that maybe you can get back to that space again. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. It's all about the fears, the fear factor. I like that. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I want to touch on with banishing fear is this is a very fun ritual to do, especially if you have a bottle of wine. Uh-huh. Um, 
is because a lot of times, yeah, fear can be a really big thing. It can be a very binding thing, a very frustrating yes. thing. Oh, like, God, it's and horrible. It, it can affect you in ways that you're not even really aware of. Like, it's like unconscious almost. Yeah. So this is one thing that I like to do when things are frustrating me with something that like I feel stuck and you just want to like scream and smash it into a million pieces that's basically exactly what you do you go to like a thrift store or a dollar store or something like that and you get a plate and you go get yourself a sharpie and you write down what your fears are what's holding you back what you're frustrated about and you just put all of it into this plate and you basically kind of make the plate like a surrogate for these things so that you see it as a carrier of that energy and it therefore truly represents what you're in this case afraid of Mm -hmm. and then very safely so that you don't hurt yourself you smash it into a million pieces and you just you fucking break that stuff because not only is it really relieving and satisfying and actually kind of fun and i think that it's important when we're dealing with scary things to laugh at it i think that there's a certain power with laughter that takes away like the heft and the size of something that makes it so much more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also exerting your power over this because really we can break a plate really effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And sure you wear some glasses, sunglasses or something. Something. Just, don't hurt yourself. Because, don't hurt yourself when you do this. Yeah, thing. because this is something you could totally like cut yourself really easy. The other thing I wanted to chime in about <clears throat> is I don't actually think that you've bound yourself so much as I think I, I even wrote it down my notes as you shut down out of fear. Mm-hmm. And I think fear is the biggest issue here. Yeah. And I think um, I've seen a lot of people that have seen things that have scared them, especially because a lot of children are gifted, you know? And so they'd see things when they're kids or something, and it would just, it would scare them, and they'd be like, that's it, I'm done. And they would shut down those extra senses, whether it be by ignoring it or pushing it away or not practicing. So I actually do think that, yes, we, we have seen that before. Um, part two to this question is me finding it. Okay. Okay. And my second question is, how do I undo the binding or what can I do to tap into my ability? I look forward to listening to all future podcast episodes. Blessed be Onyx Cassiel from Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Oh, wow. So hi, Onyx. Hi there. Thanks for the question and thanks for listening. So for part two, like to unbind yourself from this, I think like doing some of those fear banishing rituals would be a really good start. Yes. Yes. What I wrote down is I would maybe start with like a cleansing bath because I think baths are also really relaxing Mm -hmm. and that would help. And I would just do like real basic. I would do some salt, rosemary and lemon. And if you have it, maybe a crushed blue ball Um, just to try and like wash off the fear and get you into a more relaxed state of mind i think it would also be good to start incorporating like guided meditation into like your weekly routine because that's going to help you start getting more in touch with your third eye right and it's in a way that i think guided meditations because at least for me when i started them is i had to think like is this a psychic thing or is it my imagination Mm mm-hmm but when something's been shut off because of fear, I think knowing that it could be imagination might create like a little bit more of a safety net for you and make it a little bit easier to get into maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely something that I would do. I would also check out some of the exercises that we went over in our psychic development episode that we right. did because we did talk about those things. 
but I did want to touch on that Onyx says here that a lot of this is from playing with energy and that she would play with it a lot. And um, I think that you would really benefit from taking a Reiki class mm. because you would learn about energy in a very positive and a very safe and structured way. And if you have a good teacher, they'll teach you about protection as well and teach you how to harness this energy and set up boundaries and all of these things. So it'll let you tap back into the energy while feeling a lot more confident and safe yes sounds great sounds really good you know another thing you can do and it's a simple thing we you could do it you can use this method for many things for manifesting or or letting go of but i like the balloon spell where you think about what you want to to get rid of and you just blow it into a balloon and you blow it out and you blow it all into that balloon all those thoughts and then when it's when it's really full, you take a pin and pop, and you that's it. It's gone. <coughs> I'm choking now. All of a sudden, <coughs> that is actually so much fun. It's great. Where did you learn that from? I've never played with I balloons made, before. I kind of made that up. I think that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I have to think of creative things for my coven, and you know sometimes I I get like, what the hell am I going to do now? Well, that was one of them for a New Year's thing we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's that is one of my favorite. I like doing that. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy it because it's it's fun and it's. I think when when we've done like balloon things like that, it's very similar to how I feel when I get to put sprinkles on stuff. It's just like stupidly fun, and I yeah. enjoy it a lot. And, you know, you build up that energy, you build it up, build it up, and then everybody goes pop. You know, that was it's great. Yeah. Yep, that was awesome. Um. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Do you, you know, know, one year we did origami. We mm -hmm. made these origami things that you blow into for a public ritual that we did at the Green Man. Chris and we all got together and we made all these origami paper things. I'm so sad and then that you, I missed that. You blow it up mm -hmm. to release, you know what I'm saying? That's really cool. Yeah, that was Chris's ideas. It was really good. Oh, yeah. How did you fare with making origami? I feel like I, I mean, mine wasn't perfect like the others, but because I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like... Uh, challenged as far as my hands go as far as making things and stuff I can make things but mm, not as pretty as some people but yeah I mean they worked it worked that's all that matters it, it worked yeah that really is like it doesn't matter how pretty your magic is as long as it works right I was just looking up some like origami videos that I found on like Pinterest really? which weirdly was like weirdly relaxing to watch and I'm like oh that would be fun and I'm like Man, whoever did this video makes it look so easy, and I'm probably gonna just get frustrated and like crumble it up and be like, "I'm done." Yeah, but, you know, we did. We did. We did a good. We did it really well that time. Yeah, we That's did it for cool. public ritual, so we had made a lot of them. You know. That's exciting. Yeah, it That's was super exciting. Yeah. Our next question. This was an email submission, and it says, "Can you give me purification spells to help with depression?" anxiety or panic disorder sure we can give you something for that let's see what i got for that so um this is not my notes here we go i got <laughs> why don't you start because i don't know where my notes went sure so one of my favorite things as far as crystals go, and I say that because crystals are something that are easily accessible and a lot of people can enjoy them. And they can also be kind of low pro. Mm -hmm. So you can like, keep them in your pocket or wear them as jewelry or something. People don't need to know. But I really enjoy amazonite and hematite. And I think that they're a great combination. Amazonite 
tends to help ebb away at anxiety and and fears and things like that and hematite is really good for grounding Mm -hmm. and i think if we can manage to stay a little bit more grounded while dealing with anxiety or panic or depression and stuff like that it really helps i personally am very anxious and so i know that a lot of times when that happens it's because i'm not as grounded so the hematite really complements the amazonite well having them as worry stones are really nice worry stones are stones that are cut in a way that they kind of have like this nice little groove in them for your thumb so that you can rub them which is very soothing um the other thing that i was kind of thinking that you could do because a lot of times it's as it happens it kind of just sets in and maybe you don't have your crystals with you and maybe you're not in a place where you can take them out and rub them or like huff lavender or something so if you can just kind of close your eyes for a minute and i know a lot of times what people recommend for anxiety and things like this are breathing exercises and i think that this little visual would go really well with it is that you kind of imagine yourself standing really tall with like your hands sticking straight up in the air and if you want you can even put your hands in the air if you're in a place that you can do that And you imagine all of the anxiety and the panic and all of that bad juju starting from your fingertips just trickling down your body and collecting as it works its way down from your shoulders, down your sternum, into your hips, and it goes past your knees all the way to your feet. And you let it come out of the soles of your feet while you're doing your breathing exercises and you give it back to the earth because... When we give things back to Earth, it's kind of like that scientific thing where they say, like, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. Energy is energy. We're talking about the same thing here. So instead of destroying it, when we give it back to Earth, we're allowing Earth to neutralize it and turn it into something new. So if you can do this, that's awesome. If you can do a barefoot while in the dirt, even better. But even if you're, like, at school or something, like, take a second, take some deep breaths and just imagine it all just kind of being washed into the Earth. Okay, I have a spell as well. All right. And um, my stones that I chose are black tourmaline, tiger's eye, and amethyst. You also will need some orange blossom oil and a pink candle, some yarrow, uh, some parchment paper, a little square of parchment paper, and a square of yellow cloth. So what you're going to do is you're going to anoint the candle with the um, orange blossom oil Write your concerns on the parchment. And then you're going to anoint the four corners with the oil as well. And you're going to put um, the arrow inside the paper with the black stone. And then you're going to um, fold up into like a little bag that you can carry with you. The, um, the paper? The paper, not- the stones, and the, and the arrow. Okay. Into the and on, on, this, on the paper, you're going to write... Um, worries that plague me, worries that bind, they will be lifted no longer in mind. So you would chant that, okay? And then you come, you fill it up, and then you carry it with you. And every time you feel like you're you're falling back into that thing, you just take it out of your pocket or wherever you're carrying it, and you hold it in your hand and repeat that chant. I love that. Thank you. That is so So you light good. the candle. Wait, one thing. You anointed the candle. So before you say the chant, you light the candle, and then you chant I love that. Okay. And then you keep that candle for another time when you need to like redo that spell again, like, you know, reinstate that spell. So you like snuff it out. Yeah. You snuff it out this time. Yeah. You only need a little candle, like a little tea. Like a votive. Yeah, like a votive or something like that. So when you snuff out a candle, you don't blow it out. Never blow. No, you don't blow. No, we we don't blow candles. No, we don't. (laughs) Don't fuck with my candle. (laughs) 
Um, you can get like candle snuffers or something that would like suffocate the flame. If you're feeling really daring, but I do not recommend you can lick your fingers and then pinch out the flame. I've done that in a couple times when I haven't had a candle snuffer. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, you gotta be like real fast with that or you're going to burn the shit out of yourself. Yep. So yep. careful get a candle with that snuffer. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's worth the investment. Yeah. For real. So... I was typing out all of our questions and I repeatedly sent you like one question on like sending you the document. You're like, there's like one thing on here. And it's because I was really smart and managed to delete half of it before I like saved the document and then didn't think about it. And one question that actually just popped into my head that I thought was a good one um, that didn't make it onto this when I rewrote all the questions was how, how have, have you dealt with any like, Christian or like religious type family members or non-believing family members that had a problem with your spiritual and religious beliefs and if so how did you deal with it you know what I never really had uh, any family members that you know gave me a hard time to be honest with you I really Mm -hmm. didn't Um, I've had outside sources like the Jehovah's Witnesses who like was like uh, what protesting uh open ritual that we were doing and i had a really oh yeah dude you're such a fucking gangster look at you go you had people protest you yes and then i had to walk over and it was a spring equinox ritual it was a public ritual at this park in burbank called johnny carson park that we used to do open rituals for these people all the time and here's these jehovah's with their signs and i'm going to hell and repent and do it now and i finally had i couldn't take it anymore i could just couldn't take it so i said i'm gonna go talk to them so I walked over and I said, hi, hi. And uh, I said, do you know what's going on here? Do you know what we're doing here? And he said, yeah, you're going to go to hell. You're all you're doing witchcraft, witchcraft. I said, yes, but we are doing a spring equinox ritual, which we are welcoming spring, the flowers, the birds, the, all the signs of spring, and we're celebrating the season. Now, is there anything evil about that? Well, I think I took them off guard because they were like, no. I said, well, then can you please take your, your signs and yourself someplace else? And they and they walked away. But she's saying that, but secretly she probably had like a lock of someone's hair and a fucking string she was twiddling behind her back the whole time. <laughs> no, actually, That's actually nice. really cool, yeah, though. Yeah, and, they, and there they went on their merry little Jehovah's Witness way. There you go. That's really rad. That's really surprising. Yes, think, very surprising. And very peacefully resolved, which yes. is good. So that's the power of properly explaining things and uneducation is is the worst enemy of the witches yeah but i mean sometimes people are just hell-bent on not understanding so i think you kind of lucked out that these people actually listen which i think is amazing considering that they were already like just so ready to spend their fucking day protesting you yeah pretty amazing that is just like big witch points right there you had someone fucking protest your ritual like that's (laughs) fucking many years ago that's really cool yeah um i have had family members that had a problem with it and would like tell me i'm going to hell or would just like be okay with it and then randomly be like but don't summon demons or do black magic or don't wear a pentagram and as long as you don't do all of these things and you do your magic according to what i think is okay you're not going to hell um and honestly like I just kind of just started keeping it to myself when I was around them. I never stopped being witchy. I would like, I wouldn't, it's not like I would like stop what I was doing or hide anything from them. Like, it's not like I would rearrange my house or something if they came over. Um, I would try 
for a minute, I, I just wasn't wearing my pentagram around them. And then as I got a little bit older and more insecure, more secure within myself, I was just like, I don't care. And they'd make comments. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I don't say anything about your cross. You don't need to say anything about this. Like, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. And I would just change the subject and kind of just put out there like, this is unimportant. And kind of just like, because I'd catch myself thinking about like the jewelry that I was wearing and be like, man, like, am I going to cut shit right now? And I'd be like, you know what? And I'd touch it. And I'd be like, this is unimportant to anyone but me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Um, and that's just kind of where I left it. I didn't ever stop like celebrating Christian holidays with them and stuff. I would participate, not necessarily because I was like participating in the religious aspect so much as I was being social and eating yummy food, Mm -hmm. you know, and celebrating with the family. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the right people came, came about. I do think I was pretty fortunate that my family, all things considered were pretty, supportive or pretty okay with what I'm doing and even now like my in-laws are very Catholic and you know they know what I do for a living and stuff and it was awesome for Christmas they gave me like a shaman stone that's supposed to boost your intuition because like we thought this could help with work that's so, like, great I, that's yeah, awesome. yeah I got I got really lucky but also I think we've kind of come to this understanding where there's like a boundary with beliefs where we understand that like we have different beliefs so yes there's a happy medium you find where that is and then you just don't push it past that right don't proselytize don't go trying to, to recruit people into your your religion you know that's really something that witches really don't do i've never actually think i've ever met a pagan or a witch that really does that yeah. it does suck when it's the other way around and your family knows that you're like kind of witchy and stuff and then they're trying to force you to go to church that's yeah. when you kind of have to like politely decline because yeah. That's just kind of the, the way it goes. Would, would yeah, burn down if you went into yeah, church. you would burn down and take <laughs> it with it. You know, you know. I do remember though, way back when, when my daughter, my youngest daughter, was very young, and we were having a conversation. And I don't know where she got this from because I really never took her to ritual, and I never really discussed my my path with her. But she started talking to me about the ancestors, mom. Mom, who's the ancestors? The ancestors. And her father heard this. Okay, conversation. Soon as he heard it, the next week she was in Catholic Catholic uh, catechism class, <laughs> and that and then you know and that's where that's where she kind of stayed until she couldn't be old enough to make up her own mind. But um, I was just like really uh, like I can't believe that he swayed her like that. You know what I'm saying? And then she used to say to me, "Mom, mom, when we die, you're not going to be where I am in heaven." I said, "Why do you say that?" Oh, that's so stressful for a little kid. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. And I said, yes, I am. Don't you worry about that, girl. <laughs> Mama's got a spell for that. Yeah, Don't you I worry. Got, I got everything covered. <laughs> Don't worry. But I mean, how, you know what I mean? How fucked up of him to do that to her. Yeah. When she was, you know, she was coming my way, you know? <laughs> right. No, I I get that. That would that would frustrate me, too. Ricky and I don't have kids, but we've talked about that before. Because I'm like, well... You know, like, my coven's going to do a wickening for our kid, which is basically, like, a witch baptism. And then, you know, his religious side of his family is going to, quote, quote, babysit our child and go take it and probably get it baptized, you know? So let him do it. No, so so we're just kind of already saying, we're going to have both. And Ricky's like, well, I I just think that we shouldn't raise it with, raise it, raise our future children with any religion until they're old enough to make up their own mind. I and, and I can appreciate that. I think that we should kind of just, like, raise them open to everything because at this point, honestly, like... I have people close to me with just about every faith and I don't honestly discredit any of them. Like there's never been a point where I've been like, 
but your faith is wrong and mine is right. I just no. see it like different, almost like different languages, but like we're all saying the same thing kind of is like the way that my brain yeah. kind of takes it. So I'm like, why don't we just teach the kids everything and then let them figure out what they want to like commit yeah. to later when they want to. You know, what, what, what? here's the bottom line. If you're a good person, if you're doing good in the world and doing good things for people and things around you and just living a good life, you don't have to worry about what religion you are. That's your religion, being a good person. Exactly. Right. And that's kind of what you can try and say and then just switch the topics if you have to deal with unsupportive friends or family there members. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, when I get questions about it and they ask me why, and I always say, this is the one thing I do say about my religion when I'm asked, I said, it really resonates with me because in the craft, there's just not a God. There's just not that male energy. There's a goddess and a God. It's balanced. It's goddess and god there's just not god 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 yeah it's goddess and god and if you look around in the world everything is goddess and god male female down for the key in the lock the gas nuzzle and nozzle into the gas tank male female everything is male female it's very balanced so when you look around the world and you see the balance between male and female it makes perfect sense doesn't it that's true so that's how i explain it then i yep. change the subject there you go. There you I don't go. think I really get asked that too much anymore. Like, I don't feel like that's ever, like, really something questioned of me now. And I would hope that if it would, that I would be mature enough to give a good answer like that. But honestly, I would probably just say that I eat babies. And fuck off. Yeah, and babies are fucking delicious. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Let's see. Um... So this was a question that was submitted, and I'm not saying their name because I wasn't sure if they were okay with me sharing their name or not. Okay. Um, and they've submitted a question to us before, and I think they're super rad. I believe they're 13. Okay. 13 years old. And it, their question was, can you help me with a spell to make someone leave me and my friends alone? Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is something more towards this bullying problem yes. in their school or their social circle. You know, and I'm not saying that this is the right answer because it's not, but everyone can laugh at this, is that when I was that age, I was actually getting bullied for being a witch and stuff like that, and people would pick on me, and I mean, I guess I was, I was a witch. Like, I did weird witchy stuff, but not by any means, like, to where I'm at now. I was just fucking weird, you know? Um, and I got really annoyed one day by some girl that was doing that and said, so I reached over and I pulled out, a, she told me I cursed her and she tried to get me in trouble. Let's go like, I straight up got sent to the counselor's office for fucking putting a curse on someone that I never put a curse on. I didn't know how to curse people back then, but right, bet right. your ass I wanted to afterwards. Anyway, so my response was to pull out a piece of her hair and hold it up to her and be like, I have your hair now. I am going to curse you. All right. Not the right answer, but no. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's several things you can do in this case. Um, first thing you can do is try to do a path working um, to shield yourself. And what is a path working? A path working is a guided meditation that someone does and to take you on a journey. Like not you're not hypnotized or anything like that. You're like in a very relaxed, semi-hypnotic state, I guess. And you go on a path working, and you and you do a shielding on yourself, whatever that is, putting yourself into the light, putting yourself into a bubble, putting yourself into armor. And uh, every time something comes along, or someone comes along that threatens you in any way, you just simply say bubble or light or armor, and you're already protected. That's one spell that you can do. Mm -hmm. Another spell you can do is by carrying a protective mojo bag with you. And you would put in there some bay leaf, cinnamon, and lavender. 
and you would carry that with you as well. Oh, I like that. And the third thing, one of my favorite little spells to do, is take those assholes' names, put it on a piece of paper, put it in a plastic container, fill it with water, and put it in the freezer. And it means freeze. Stop what you're doing. I love it. It works really well. That's my suggestions to you. And get your power back. Don't let them bully you. Just know that you're better and bigger than them. I, I Yeah, that's true. Remember that you are better and bigger than them. And honestly, remember, bullies always got something going on at home. I know that sounds like a cliche, and we never want to believe that. But as I've grown up, I've realized, like, honestly, it's true. Like, bullies usually got something going on in their personal life. They're probably and they're being bullied, out. and then this way they have to bully. Yeah, and they're just acting out and trying to, like, find their own balance in their life by being shitty to someone else. So I'm not saying that it makes it okay, but it's something to try and remember in your head to try and have a tad bit of sympathy there, maybe. Funny thing is, Monica, is that my suggestion was a freezer spell. Oh, it was. So, yeah. How funny. Okay. So apparently that is the winner. So yeah, you take the person's name and birthday and you write it down on a piece of paper. And you don't even need their birthday, actually. Just, I mean, yeah, I guess just intentions just there, just their yeah. name. And what I've always done with it is I, I would fold the paper as small as I possibly can, as a way of like kind of like shrinking their influence and so you make the paper you fold it as small as you can i would just take like a tiny little shred of paper you don't even a whole one just like rip a little yeah you just need a little square yeah and you fold it up as small as you can and then you would like pop it in like a tupperware or a ziploc baggie and you'd fill it with water and you'd stick it in the freezer and it's rad because you're not doing anything mean to them you're not you're just telling in it just means freeze stop cease yeah it's like hitting the pause button on them only in your life yes yeah, so it's it's a really awesome one, and it really helps, and it's something that you can do without worrying about, like, being negative, as long as you're not, like, having really crappy thoughts while you do it, and you're just kind of approaching it with just, like, can you please just leave me alone? Right, exactly. Yeah. You haven't seen my freezer lately, have you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes I will be cleaning out my freezer, and I see, like, little baggies in there, there and the I was hell? like, who, who the, the hell is you? this? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is this one? Yeah. And I always like, I want to throw them away to make room in the freezer. I'm like, well, I mean, obviously, if I don't remember who it is, this is working really well. So I just put it back. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? After a certain amount of time, you can refresh that spell. Yeah. Yeah. You can refresh it. So if you like freeze somebody and then like it works and then they, they start acting up again and stuff like that, you can go and like, I've like just taken out the baggie with their name in it, if you know which one it is. And I've... um. Like, let it thaw, I've taken it apart, thrown it away, and then redone it. Yes, it's always good to refresh them once in a blue moon. One time, I needed to freeze someone. Weirdly enough, because their name popped up in a teacup while you were reading it, and you were like, you need to be aware of this person. And I'm like, oh, well, I haven't, like, seen them in years. And then that fucking day, they popped up, and I'm like, what is this? (laughs) So I actually froze them at my mom's house instead of my house, because I didn't want anyone getting in my freezer and fucking with it. Yeah. And I just told my mom, like, don't don't touch this. Right, right. And she's like, okay. And then, like, that same, everything stopped. The person, like, the plans fell through. The person stopped texting me. It was rad. And then my grandmother came over to my mom's house and emptied out her fucking freezer, including that little baggie. <sighs> and then all of a sudden the person was texting me again. So I went back to my mom's house because I didn't know this yet. And I'm like... Why yeah. Why is this happening? And I looked. I'm like, where's my baggie? Yeah. And she's like, oh, your grandmother threw it away. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> See? Don't fuck with my baggie either, okay? Don't fuck with my candle. Don't fuck with my baggie. Right. You no touchy. No touchy. No touchy. 
so we're actually done with questions, but we did get a really cool message today that warmed my heart, and I know it's gonna warm your heart, and I wanted I wanted to share it. And so this came through on my Instagram and it says, hey, I wanted to share some really exciting news with you. I am, as of two days ago, a small business. I basically opened a small metaphysical online shop where I'm doing like dollar per minute tarot readings and stuff like that. And I think that if it wasn't for your influence slash podcast, I don't think I would have been as confident in my skills as I am today. So thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was super exciting. And that is exciting. Her Instagram for this, and I'm probably gonna mispronounce this okay it's alkamar and it's a l q a period m a r that's how you can find it on on instagram okay so alkamar and i was super excited to get that message that's really cool because yeah i'm glad to see that we're influencing uh young the young people and older people in a in a such a positive way with our podcast right because i have a blast doing it it's something where I get to drink wine with my high priestess and talk about <laughs> witchcraft. Like, that's rad. And the fact that we can help people along with their path, especially, Absolutely. it's rad, you know? It is, yeah. I remember when I was, I, I don't want to say I was just starting out, but I was still pretty fresh with everything. And I had finished my first, like, Wicca 101. I had read all the intro Wicca books. And I felt so stuck because it's like where do you progress from there when you like all the books that you have access to like are kind of all just telling you the same thing like it gets frustrating to find new information and and finding information that resonates with you because there's so much information out there and none of it's wrong it just depends on what vibes with you right so i really hope that we're and it looks like we are that we're we're helping people that's my goal that. right yeah, that's our absolutely goal. absolutely i did have one other thing and i meant to bring them with me what? And I forgot because I'm a space cadet. So our lovely friends over at Green Magic Delights, our friend Cam, we talked about her on one of the podcasts. She makes the world best edibles. So if you're in Los Angeles at where it and in California where it's legal, eat up. They and the thing is is that they just taste so good and they look so pretty that it's not fair. Like I want to just eat a whole one, but I know I'd be like, I better not. Yes, useless for like a week. Um, but she actually gave me a bag, uh, a bag full of, um, edibles and stuff for you. Thank you. And they were so fucking cool. I'll give them to you tomorrow. But they, she even like made chocolates and they, they were green chocolates with runes written on them. Oh, wow. On top of the brownie. And the chocolate, just so you know, does not have marijuana in it. So you can eat that one by itself. But the rest of the goodie does. So okay. it'll put okay. you to sleep. It eases pain. But... I was really excited about that. I think it's super cool because they're legit witchy edibles made by a witch with runes on them. Like That's, that's awesome. Pretty so freaking awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, Kim, for doing that. Yes, yeah, so thank you, Green Magic Delight. She is on Instagram. If you guys want to just even go look at her creations because they are so pretty, like... I try and imagine, like, if I, I if I made a birthday cake or a brownie for someone, it would look like I punched it in the face, probably. <laughs> yeah, mine doesn't look too great either. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you have any? Who is your shout out? I did not think of who my shout out was this I week. I think my shout out has to be to Kim, again. Yeah. Shout out to Kim again. I like that. Yeah, because of her her generosity. Thank you so much. I dig that. My shout out. I didn't even think about who my shout out was going to be to. Um, I'm determined to not make it Kim again because we're gonna add some variety here, even though it's basically to yes. to Kim. My, you know what? My shout out is to my friend Mary. 
my friend uh my friend mary she has this like handmade jewelry business she's called the contrary dame and she's super fucking cool she's super into like punk and goth and really into that scene and her jewelry is really cool she vents at all of like the bell book and candle shows and we follow each other on you know social media and the thing that i really love about her is that she's just legit super nice and wants to help everybody out like she's always trying to help like her friends out when they need it in any way that she can whether it's by giving advice and just kind of like being a mom and holding space for them or helping like with fundraisers uh we have a friend that just suffered a really bad fire at her house and i sent her a message and let her know about it and the first thing she said was that she was going to start donating proceeds from like what she raised from the event that we were doing like and she's just always so fast to do that like she's just so giving and just so fucking nice so wow props to mary the contrary dame we love you Mm -hmm. and on that note mary meet mary part and and mary Mary meet meet again. again